the road to recovery. You might be cruising down it. A friend or family member lost on it. Or the road is, well, still under construction. Relevant Recovery Radio is about getting to that destination of normal health, mind, or strength. Now, Relevant Recovery Radio, here to give you the keys, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Hello, welcome to Revel- Relevant Recovery Radio today. Well, yeah, we're your hosts, Heather and Donnie. <laughs> say hello, Heather. Hello, Heather. Say, say, I don't, hello, Heather. Hello, Heather. Okay. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the show today. We are so glad you're listening and we're actually grateful that you're listening in. Um, when we got this show a few years ago, we had no idea that people would listen to two idiots behind microphones um, pontificate. Two? Yeah. About one, <laughs> and then a brilliant just... person behind the microphone. <laughs> We're so grateful that you listen in. Uh, so you're listening to us today. I'm sure you already knew this because you're in your car and you got your radio going. But we're on KPRC 9:50 a.m. in Houston's sun- Sundays at 1 p.m. And then at the end of the day, we are uploaded around 5 p.m. Central to all podcast radio platforms. You know, Amazon, Apple, iHeart, Spotify, Spotify, Google, you name Alexa. It. I don't get the Alexa thing, but um, yeah, we just appreciate you checking us out today. Uh, we got some big announcements coming today, mm-hmm. but Heather, do your thing that we do. Do my thing? Yeah. This show is sponsored by the Matthews Hope Foundation. The Matthews Hope Foundation is a nonprofit 501c3 aimed at providing education and recovery support services to those struggling with substance use disorder or their family members. And if you or a loved one would like any information about the different services and programs we offer, you can give us a call at 844-AND-HOPE. That's 844-263-4673. Or you can visit our websites, matthewshope.org or mhdrp.org, mahurpeter.org. Because right now we do have an outpatient clinic uh, and we offer in-person, virtual, and by phone recovery support services. We do IASIS, which is microcurrent neurofeedback. We have chemical dependency counseling. We have a therapist. And so if you need any support at all, you can give us a call and we can see if our program is a good fit for you. Excellent, Heather. You did that so well. Thank you. I've only done it like 300 other times. Okay, so big announcement. Did we just go right into it? Dun, dun, dun. So it is official. If you're listening to us on the radio in Houston, our last broadcast, and I'm sorry to say that our last broadcast is March 3rd. So let me clarify. We've decided. uh, But. Yeah. We will be on all all podcast platforms. So starting after March 3rd, the Relevant Recovery radio show will become just the Relevant Recovery podcast. Right, which if you go look on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, the other ones, that's so what it's there. called today. Yeah, and so uh, we're going to rebrand a little bit and and shimmy shimmy Cocoa Puff over that way. Yeah. And uh, and it's not, listen, if you listen to us on AM Radio in Houston, it, this may be bad news for you, but all you have to do is just download one of the music apps, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Mm-hmm. And they're free, iHeart. Right, <clears throat> and, and so you'll be I able do... to listen to us. But the beauty of this, what's the good stuff? The good stuff is is that we're going to be free form. So we'll be free form. Our episodes will not be thirty nine minutes only with three commercial breaks anymore. After the, yeah. after March third, we'll be able to do full podcast style. Right. So we'll be able to go an hour, hour twenty if Heather's really on fire. Three hours if need be. That's go right. Rogan style. Well, <laughs> we're not even in the same universe, but uh, 
Yeah, so that's the the big announcement. We'll talk about it a little more and as so we get closer. Yeah, to we'll March announce 3rd. it every week. We got four more weeks here with KPRC in the iHeart Studios. And I got to tell you, they have been amazing. By yeah, the way, we've had a wonderful, wonderful experience with iHeart um, with our producer Will. Can't say enough good things. Yeah. Um, it's just a, a financial evolution of Matthew's Hope of what we need to do and where we need to yeah. focus. And so that's all. So we're going to switch to just the podcast because it's our sponsorship that puts us on the radio. Right. So we can be transparent about that it's our sponsorship and so there's just some changes going on so Mm -hmm. things are going to uh the only change that most podcast listeners will see or the only change is that we will go longer than 39 minutes there won't be any breaks we'll be able Mm -hmm. to go straight through and complete some of our thoughts that we're having to cut off in the middle today yeah and i think that the only confusing bit about it will be if you're currently listening to us relevant recovery on the iheart app currently there may be a little gap so there'll be a little gap because whenever we're done on the third iheart's actually going to kill that whole app platform yeah. of that channel and we're going to reproduce and re-upload our own relevant recovery podcast rather than relevant yeah. recovery radio so if you're on iheart and you want to stick with iheart then you're just gonna have to switch to a new podcast channel um once, it, once it's live yeah we'll see yeah we'll see how that works out it'll be all pushed through rss feed so i'm not too worried i'm excited about it. though <clears throat> yeah good things are coming we are really excited about uh, I think Heather wants to be able to curse every now and then, which is weird to me, but that's okay. It's a weird flex, bro, but you do you. It's not that I want to. It's that I just don't want to have to worry about not. Yeah. The funny thing is, uh, for our listeners out there who have never heard a curse word on here, there have been curse words said. And if you were to look at a pie chart, it is mostly the women who <laughs> drop the F-bombs on the radio that have to be bleeped out later. Listen. <laughs> it really is. It's hilarious. It's on accident, okay? And it wasn't even me. It's usually our guests. Right. Right. I wasn't putting that on you. I know, but you didn't clarify, so people might have thought it was me. I haven't actually accidentally cussed the whole time we've done this show. Which is... A miracle. Honestly, when people say, you know, all those miracles from God have a 2,000... No, no. I see miracles every week when you don't (laughs) curse on this radio show. Anyways... All right. So we're... And we're still coming off of sort of a spiritual high... Mm -hmm. Um, of the last week, you know, if you listened to our show last week, you know that we had a couple of pastors from South Africa staying in our home for 10 days, which was amazing. It really was. And, um, I was honestly sad to see them go like, really, really when they left on Monday, um, it affected me. They were just such genuine guys and you could feel the love mm -hmm. radiating off of them. I just really, um, enjoyed learning from them and being in their presence and the way that they speak to each other and to us. And I don't know, I don't know how it's not a tangible thing that I can explain. Mm -hmm. It was just a deep, profound love, gratitude, blessed feeling mm-hmm. just being around them and i thoroughly enjoyed the very last night over at franz is where we got to kind of hear cecil's wild background <laughs> you know gangster and uh and i just um because that speaks to me because i had a wild background yeah. you know you're a felon and shh, anyways um i'm just i was very sad to see them go and i felt like it was just such a blessing that we got to spend time with them and get to know them Absolutely. So <clears throat> the reason I'm, I want to pick that up, you'll see here in a minute. Don't go anywhere. Be right back with Relevant Recovery Radio. Hey, welcome. 
Welcome back, Relevant Recovery. Oh my God, please don't do that ever again. <laughs> Welcome back to Relevant Recovery. It's that music. It just got me like in the jazzed. 80s. You know the 80s just dancing? Jazz, like where you like jazz fingers? Yeah, snap your hands. Anyways. Um, do you remember The Running Man? <laughs> yes, I the, do. The dance move? Are you going to do it? No, I just wonder if our listeners would be interested in seeing you do The Running Man on video if I posted on my Facebook. I would never do the running man, so that wouldn't work. What if I paid you? You don't have enough money. <laughs> <clears throat> so the reason I wanted to bring up, uh, and not everything is a reason, but you know, this was a, it good, was a good segue. It's a good segue. Into our topic, which is? When you have somebody coming to stay in your house for 10 days, that's a long time to be in your house. And your initial thought is, okay, like Heather and I are very busy. We have a lot of routine. We have a lot of commitments. We have a lot going on. This is not... A brag or a complaint is just a fact. We have a lot. Um, every day after work, we have some sort of commitment. And so when you get this initial, like, when we were asked to host, it's like, yeah, for sure. Well, can you feed him a few times? And it's like, ah, okay, I got to figure out how to fit this in. Mm-hmm. And and it all fit in perfectly. Like, yeah. there was just no issue. But what really is going on in the back of your mind, whether you know it or not, is am I willing to self-sacrifice? Mm-hmm. Am I willing to self-sacrifice? Mm-hmm. Um, and in the initial idea of self-sacrificing my time or anything, there is always some fleshly resistance. There's always like, it's just my default. Yeah. And what I know now is that when I do these things, like, trust me, when I look back over the last, those 10 days they were there, there was no sacrifice. No. It was absolutely amazing. It was amazing to have them in our home. We were happy to do it like... And I would do it over and over and over again. Yeah. But what you and I wanted to talk about today is this paradox idea of self-sacrifice. Yeah. Self-sacrifice seems like a paradox. It always, even after you do it for a while, it's still, you don't know why it works and they just still are resistant to doing it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to definitely do this topic too when you suggested it, honey, because <clears throat> I remember early on, One of my first sponsors told me, Heather, if you can get used to being inconvenienced on a regular basis, you just might stay sober. Mm -hmm. And uh, that just like stuck with me that I'm supposed to look for opportunities to be inconvenienced and do them. (laughs) Completely counterintuitive. And and my. Wait, wait a minute. Wait. My first sponsor said, All right, I'm going to tell you the three secrets to this blank 12 step fellowship. Mm hmm. Here's your three secrets you can't tell anybody. One, you're going to have to be okay being around people you don't want to be around. Mm -hmm. Two, at times that are inconvenient. And three, places that you don't want to be. And what that morphed into is this idea. I, as a human being, have this delusion that I can fix my problems. Mm -hmm. Right? I have this idea that I can, okay, if I'm not performing well at work, I can fix that. I got to show up better. If I'm... Not doing well in our marriage. I'm not communicating well. Well, I can. I just need to show up better. I can do this. I got to communicate better. Just got to get in the game, right? There's all these things. I remember. I'll say it like this. I remember you and I were leaving Post Oak one night. We were going to dinner, and there was somebody in the back of the truck. And if you remember who they were, don't say it. But there was. I think somebody you were sponsoring was in the back seat of the truck. And they said, I'm really having some trouble with a relationship and I'm having some trouble with a job. And I said to them, sponsor more. Mm-hmm. Trouble with the relationship, sponsor more. 
trouble at work, sponsor more. That is counterintuitive. And, and it sounds on surface like I'm just being ridiculous. Okay, how is sponsoring going to help me fix A, B, or C? It does every time, but it's there's a there needs to be a consistency or repetitive nature to the self-sacrifice right. in my experience. Like um, the book talks about, you know, you have to act the Good Samaritan every day if need be. A kind act once in a while isn't enough. And uh, I love that whole paragraph. I'm not thinking of my brain's not working right now. I think of well, what page that's on. But it's like I I didn't understand this language that as it was new to me. I remember thinking, <clears throat> okay, what do I got to do to stay sober? That was you know. And they're like, okay, you got to work the steps. And I'm like, but, but I want to talk. I want to talk to everyone for a minute. Mm-hmm. Whether you're in the twelve step fellowship, whether you're actively drinking, well, this applies to people that are not or thinking about being sober or just none of it. What I'm trying to get to is the idea that actually I wasn't trying to get sober. I was trying to get happy. Mm. In order to get happy, i got to fix all these things. I thought I had to fix all these things in order to get happy. I thought I had to arrange my ducks or my externals in a certain way or achieve certain goals so that I could finally be happy. I had no idea those were all delusions. Right, but we had to walk through that to get to where we are today. So let's Mm -hmm. walk through that a little bit, what that looks like. Self-sacrifice? No, prior to self-sacrificing. Okay. Right. So we go through life and there is all the delusions, right? We suffer from the delusion that we can manage well or we can be happiness. So here's all the ways that I did the opposite of self-sacrifice. That's what I want to hear. Um, Do we have, okay, we only have four hours. Can you get some of it (laughs) out? We probably got like 20 something minutes left. (laughs) No, I'm just saying like, um, I remember... Uh, I had three full ride scholarships offered to me after high school to go mm-hmm. to college and I did not want to do it. And I'm like, no, I'm done with school, yep. you know, and I want to buy a house. So I did. I want to get married. So I did. I want to have kids. So I did. I want to work for myself and start a graphic design company. So I did. I, 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 but me, you're bringing me, up, me, 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 you're bringing up a good argument you and I have, and it's not really an argument. It's the way I show something or the way I introduce a topic or the way you do are completely different. So our ideas are this on my side of the fence. I can tell you all the things that I ever had as an issue, how I show up, how I act, what I do, what behavior is, and, and all the ways that I've spun my wheels over time to try and fix it. And I couldn't. And you're talking about trying to find happiness. You're talking about, I want to get something done. Hey, I've got the willpower. I'll go do it. Yeah. But I pay a spiritual price. And so what I didn't realize for all that time, I thought I was basically a good person. Um, I thought, you know, I've tried to get my kids in church or when they were little or whatever. Um, But really, every relationship that I was in was maybe more transactional on how you make me feel. But and is if, this on the self-sacrifice track or the unmanageability track? It's, it's the track? opposite of self-sacrifice. What I'm saying is I didn't have a clue how selfish I was. I okay. didn't have a clue how um, I do clingy or needy or demanding or all of these things, how I showed I, up. Uh, don't I have me. a pie chart I'd like to bring out real quick Listen, or a bar graph. You know, <laughs> I'll accept the form of PowerPoint presentations. All right, let me put that together. Um, but I, I didn't don't have know, a powerful enough but MacBook. Here's the thing: I didn't know. What's that? I was so painfully unaware of myself. Yeah. And we meet person after person after person after person, trying to get sober or trying to get happy or trying to fix a marriage issue, and they're painfully unaware of themselves. Yeah. And so. <sighs> What I realized as I was trying to just get sober, because I thought that was going to fix everything, 
um, is what, there was all these other ideas that the 12-step world was implanting, seeds that they were planting in my mind and in my heart, mm-hmm. that I had to develop these disciplines daily on, on things that were self-sacrificing. And I'm like, um, wait a minute. I thought I was supposed to take me time. Wait right. a minute. I thought I needed a self-care day. Wait a minute. I thought I'm supposed to be focusing on what I think I deserve. Right. Right. Because that's it, what the world that's what tells the world us taught today. Me. The world is telling us today it's all about me, my truth, self-care, take care of you, advocate for yourself, all of that. Self, 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 self. And we are the most unhappy generation, I think, of humans ever. And I think that, you know, those... Those sort of attitudes sound fluffy and they sound positive and it's very, uh, air quotes, affirming or whatever. Mm -hmm. And yet we're acting that way in society with the most miserable society has ever been. Mm -hmm. The highest drug addiction rates, the highest divorce rates, the highest suicidality rates. Like, Like it's just incredible. Right. And so maybe we're wrong. Maybe society's wrong. That's kind of the idea we're proposing on this show today. Right, because society says, hey, you want it, you go get it. Do whatever makes you happy. Go Follow get your it. heart. Follow your, you deserve it. Okay. <laughs> you know those, like, it bugs me even. Now that I understand the spiritual side of self-sacrifice and mm-hmm. how it equals happiness, like, even when I go to, like, the home decor store or whatever, they'll have these plaques that say, you are enough. Right. And I just, like, ugh. <laughs> I'm just like, that's so gross. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not enough, and I don't deserve what I I have today. I need spiritual help, man. (laughs) All right, so check it out. We will be back here in just a minute uh, with Relevant Recovery Radio. Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio with your host, Heather and Donnie. I kind of like that one that you just like, did. All right, that's my quiet storm. No, I don't like that one. Oh, not no, quiet just, storm, just, just, just... Soothing. There's something soothing about your voice when you're semi-normal. <laughs> what? You know what I'm saying? Like, not I thought to... I was always semi-normal. No, not even a little bit. Aww. No, but what I was saying, I just want to clarify because people can really misinterpret what we're saying. Please do, because you are all over the place today. Let's narrow this down. What I'm saying is I think that there's actually a very big difference between like valuing yourself and being indulgent. Um, I think there's a very big difference between understanding the proper balance of self-sacrifice for others versus deserving a self-care day. <laughs> you know, the, what I'm saying is, is it can be a slippery slope in a mindset. And I'm just talking about pa- thought patterns here. But if you are here, if you're listening and you are a sober, recovered alcoholic or drug addict, trust me in this. Every day before you got sober, you did plenty of self-care. In fact, <laughs> self was the only thing on your radar. It was the only thing on my radar. Mm-hmm. I lived in a claustrophobic kingdom of one. Yeah. Self was the only thing I knew. And I think that, you know, the idea that you are enough. Enough for what? And that that's not a Christian worldview, by the way. That's not a Christian worldview. The world Christian worldview is I'm not enough, and I desperately need God's power to even be a good person. Well, that's what I was going to say, too, is that when we talk about self-sacrifice, if you look at sort of the major uh, religions or spiritual teachings, they all say that you have to die to self. Die to self or even... Um, uh, practice like non-attachment. Like the more that I'm attached yeah. to the world or the things or the people, um, the less spiritual I am, right? And so here's what I found, 
right? So I'm going to hold up my right hand and my left hand. I held. That's your left. Baby. I held up the wrong one. <laughs> wow. Glad only you could see that. Let's go back to math school, okay? Okay, so on my right hand in the air. Yeah. Okay, in that hand is um, issues, work, job issues, financial issues, relationship issues, family issues, food issues, spending. Mm -hmm. I could go on for an hour of all the things that could be in that right hand. Yeah. Okay, so these are all the things that I know need to improve in my life. They're in your right hand. In my right hand. Yep. Now, it's in your left hand. Self-sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Now, this doesn't make sense, does it? And here's why. When I was looking at this, when I was newly sober, and I'm Explain looking at this. Explain what you mean by what's in your left hand first. What so is self-sacrifice? For, for us, it is the program, the 12-step fellowship that we never mention or we try not to because of traditions. You know, the original just, one. Just keep going. Anyways. That If you work that full program, if you work all 12 steps, you are going to self-sacrifice. You're going to die to self. You are going to diminish your ego. These are all things that happen as a byproduct of working the 12 steps. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I have a choice is that I can do what I've always done in my life all the time, and I can try and fix the right hand. I can go try and fix the finance, the romance. I can go try and fix my Get weight. Get a diet, do this, do that. Right. I can do all that. Which, by the way, if I'm self-honest and I really look, I've failed every time or I've had to pay some spiritual consequences because I've stepped on toes. Mm -hmm. I can either focus on that or I can focus on the left hand, which is the 12 steps, which is church, Al-Anon. It's whatever it is because they all involve self-sacrifice. Why do you think humans are so resistant to self-sacrifice? Because we're so selfish. I think it's a human nature. I don't think anybody's a bad person because they're selfish. I think it's my default. Mm -hmm. When I wake up in the morning, it's my default. Mm -hmm. I have to do prayer meditation and I have to ask God into my life so that I can not be in that default. But here's what I mean. On that, in that left hand, what I'm asking you to do does not make sense. It does not make sense. And I deal with it in the 12 step world. I deal with it in the church world. I deal with it everywhere. I have sat down with a guy Let's say, for instance, let's say I'm just, I'm sitting down with a guy who maybe has a sin that he's committing that he really doesn't want to commit anymore. Let's go off the 12 step for a second. And we're sitting down every week and we're talking about it, we're talking about it, we're talking about it, and it's not changing. Mm-hmm. Now, this guy doesn't realize it, but he's self-sacrificing nothing. Mm-hmm. He goes to work, he hangs out with his family, he pretty much does what he wants to do. And what he can't see is how is self-sacrifice going to change this thing I'm doing? Doesn't make sense. They it don't doesn't. Seem, they don't seem connected. It's a paradox. Yeah. This is why it doesn't make sense. It's a paradox. And here is what happened. Or in the 12-step, before I go to that, in the 12-step world, it's the same thing. You have somebody who's struggling, 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 whether it's work or finance or food or whatever it is, and you're like, bro, work the 12 steps the way they were laid out. Mm-hmm. The way they were laid out, they were laid out to diminish your ego, to have you look to a power greater than yourself, to rely on others, to be honest, to be principled. And in that reliance upon a power greater than you should come the want or the desire to be helpful and servant to others. I'll just be like devil's advocate for a second here. It's so hard to even find the willingness to look for the things to be self-sacrificing about, like... I early on I had some strong spiritual strong women around me that were really just like told me what to do 
every day, every yeah. day, every day. <laughs> and I needed that kind yeah. of uh, spiritual parenting early on. Yeah. I needed that influence in my life. And I just think that not everybody's in that position um, to live around people that hold them accountable in that way. And I'll say even even that human resistance, it goes with me even today. Like I, I logically know that what you're saying is true. I logically know that if I will practice self-sacrifice for others, not for self, that the byproduct for me will be contentment and happiness. I know that because I've experienced it. Yet, <laughs> yet, it's still my default when I got to go meet with a girl or I got to go to her sober house or I got to go do an H&I or I got to go to a meeting or I got to do yada, yada, whatever it is. Like even if, if it's a church conference that we've volunteered for, whatever. I still have a resistance almost every single time that I don't want to go do it. Why do you think that is? Because you know the outcome. It's so delusional, right? That's, Once that's you my walk point. through it, what's the general outcome? Well, when I mean, you walk afterwards, I feel spiritually on a cloud nine, and I'm happy right. I did it, right? But every single time, my spirit is resistant ahead of time, and and it's. Just... I think it's because you're a bad person. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I mean, that's probably what's going on here. I'm, I think it's human nature, and that's why I wanted to share about it. Honestly, like, like my point is, is that you don't have to feel a certain way about doing it. You don't right. have to feel excited about self-sacrificing. <laughs> you don't have to feel super zen about self-sacrificing. You just have to do it. And it was really important that I developed those skills. So now I know my, my experience showed that that works. But I'm just saying I'm still very resistant to it. I don't know if that will ever go away. But but do you see the byproduct? And this is what yeah, I was getting yeah, to. I is do. like. I'm just saying and my right feelings hand, beforehand haven't changed. I still feel lazy. <laughs> well, that's one of your major character defects. Yeah. I mean, I'm not being I'm not being a jerk, right? You've said that. Yeah. No, I mean, you are a jerk, but that's still true. <laughs> it's still one of my major character defects. <laughs> uh, where mine is not. Yeah. I'm not a lazy dude. Like I can't sit still. Probably one of my defects is I can't sit still. Yeah. Right. Um But what I'm saying is that for somebody who is trying to fix everything in the right hand, they got all these things in their life, they want to fix it. It doesn't make sense to not focus on it, to not focus on it and try and bro, bro, I got to do better, bro. I'm just going to put myself out there, bro. I'm just going to work harder, bro. I'm just going to get up early and go to the gym, bro. No, you're not. Yeah. Because when I focus, let's say it's the gym. Let's say my health is garbage. If I focus everything I have at fixing that, for me, the spiritual price that I have to pay is that other things are going to suffer. Mm-hmm. When I focus on one thing for me to fix it, me to manage it, me, me, me. You're going to burn up a whole bunch of energy. And what typically happens is men come into the 12-step fellowship, and I can't even tell you how high the percentage is, where they will just go pure gym rat. Mm-hmm. I'm sober now, so let me go look good in the gym. Yeah. And they go in the gym once a day, twice a day. That's that becomes their life. They don't self-sacrifice. They don't help others, and they either relapse or they want to eat a bullet. Mm-hmm. It's just another form of an addiction. It's like a behavioral issue. Like the spiritual problem still has no solution yet. Right. So it's just morphed into something else. <clears throat> right. That's why cross addiction is such an issue. So many people might put down, you know, opiates and then pick up drinking. Right. Or kratom, or so, weed, or food instead of drugs and alcohol, or all these things. You got any weed? <laughs> Not on me. All right, just checking. <laughs> but this is this is what I'm saying is so what I am telling you 
is that when I do not focus on the things in the, in the right hand, when I don't focus on all those problems, all those things I need to fix, all of that, when I don't, when I focus on a spiritual solution, if that means if I'm in a 12-step program, I am going to do all sides of the triangle, recovery, unity, service. I'm going to do all of it because here's what happens. If I'm in church, I'm going to self-sacrifice my time. If I'm in another organization, if it's just at home, I'm going to sacrifice my Netflix time for my kids. I'm going to sacrifice, I'm going to do the dishes for my wife. Like these are all self-sacrifices. And when I do this, I begin to grow a relationship with God or that power, mm-hmm. and He fixes everything on the right. I know that's the secret. I know what you're saying is true, but I think I have a question for you when we come back that might stump you. Uh oh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Don't go anywhere, and you're going to hear Oklahoma question number 327 <laughs> on Relevant Recovery Radio. <laughs> Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio with your hosts, Heather and Donnie. What up? Sup's up. Okay, you had a question. So what I'm telling you is that in my right hand, I got all the problems I got to fix, but in my left hand, I've got this idea of of doing for others. Yeah. When you say left hand, right hand, I'm thinking like of a like a monkey holding like poo in their hand about to fling it. Like this is just like what's going on in my mind right now. Just That's my life, by the way. I always tell people, look, I'm not a smart man. I'm a monkey ready to fling poo Listen, any moment. Go so ahead. I agree with what you're saying, but I just want to kind of flip it on you. Um, Tell me two things currently, right now in your life consistently, that you are stuck in not sacrificing. Where are you not being self-sacrificed? No, because this is what I'm... In my mind, this is where I'm Is this going. a way for you to bring cigars up? <laughs> I, well, that's one for sure. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I don't understand what you're asking. I'm just trying to flip it for us to talk about it from an, another perspective for our listeners to see what it, the prob, what it really looks like in us currently. That this isn't something that we're like on some spiritual hilltop saying like, oh, we've mastered this self-sacrifice but, thing. You but know? honestly, I think time is the, 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 the most priceless commodity we have in life. There's so you much can't time get it back. You, you can can't... sacrifice, yes. So time is the ultimate sacrifice. Mm-hmm. What what else would I give me some ideas? I don't understand what else. I time is the one I'm always talking about to people. Because mm-hmm. what else do I really have to sacrifice? I'm just saying. That's why I thought the question would stump you. I'm asking if God has like been nudging you to be more self-sacrificing in in any specific area, one or two things that you're like resistant the last, to. The last no, I'm not resistant to it though. But the latest thing that God has put on my heart is in our normal life. We know that sometimes we pick on each other too much. Mm-hmm. Using I statements, I will pick at you for something in under the guise of a joke, mm-hmm. right? And so I'll rib you over something, but there's a hint of truth in there, right? So it's kind of, it's ugly, Annoying. sarcastic, mm-hmm. it's whatever. The other thing too is that I am not very, um, I don't want to say romantic, but touchy-feely with you like I feel like I should be. Mm-hmm. And so that's what God has put on my heart over the, probably the last three weeks or a month. And is that a self-sacrifice? No. So that's why I don't understand. That's a, just well, I'm something just trying, that I'm... I'm just uh, seeing I think if your you question's have, stupid. I've seen if you have any awareness. Like if, if I'm taking a look at me currently and I'm saying, hey, 
where am I not self-sacrificing in the right way or the right motives? Um, I know specifically there's things around my vaping and nicotine use still. But that's not that, what we're talking and, about. And even my attention with you. Those are, but wait, hold on. Those, those are in the right hand, by the way. I'm, I'm not focused on that. What I'm saying is self-sacrifice is something you do for others. So in that sense, it's in the right hand. And Correct. so when I look in like my relationship with you, okay, I know that... In the totem toll of importances. Do you mean so, totem pole? Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? Totem. What did I say? Totem. You said totem toll. <laughs> you're so you know stupid. what I mean? You are so Oklahoma. Go ahead. Um. Anyways, I'm just saying. I often feel like I should uh, do less in other areas. Like I will say yes to certain things, and I will just be with girls all the time, and I make no time for you. Like, we don't have any sort of regular thing besides this radio show in church where we, we don't even eat a meal together, ever. Well, you don't eat meals. It's barely food. But anyways, my point is, is like, sometimes my pride or ego gets involved with like how many girls I might sponsor and things like that. When really, God's asking me to be more self-sacrificing, to be more intentional in my time with you and mm. invest in you. Yeah. Or even with my kids. Yeah. You know, there's just... Um... Well, so, but that's a shifting of self-sacrifice. So let's, because we only have a couple minutes, let's close it out in the right way. So what does this mean? And why are we saying this is the key? Because it is completely paradox. It does not make sense. So there's a line in our literature that I think it's in a story in the back, but it says, when I, stop, when I stopped focusing on the problem and I started focusing on the solution, the problem went away on its own. So let's swap out words there instead of the word problem and instead of the word solution. The problem is the thing, like vaping, for the instance. Thing. The thing. The, the thing. thing. Um, and the solution is always self-sacrifice or godly action, right? And so if I stop focusing on the vaping and I start focusing on the godly action, the vaping will go away on its own. If I continue to just focus on the problem and the problem and the problem, and I'm talking to everybody about the freaking problem, mm -hmm. you know, there's no solution in that. I'm just entertaining my own uh, vortex of emotions. And how many times have you tried to quit vaping and failed? A lot. Right. And so that's the point. So you had to look back and you had to say, okay, I keep trying to quit vaping and I can't do it. Mm -hmm. I fail. Okay. How does self-sacrifice help this? So if you're in early sobriety... If you're not through the steps, you can be self-sacrificing with family, friends, through your church, through your 12-step meeting. There's lots of ways. And a self-sacrifice means that I would rather be anywhere but here. <laughs> right? Right. I'd rather be at home, Netflix, and chilling. I'd rather be in the pool or shooting guns or doing whatever. You have to do things you don't want to do with people you don't want to do it with at times that are inconvenient for you. And you mentioned time, and I want to just add another element onto the time. The My time is the one thing I can regularly, regularly self-sacrifice, but it's also effort. And I'm speaking to introverted people like myself. Okay. I'm, I'm introverted. I tend to isolate. I like being home alone. I yeah. do not want to go out and do the things. Yeah. And so that's another way I can self-sacrifice. I can go out. I can keep my commitments. I can keep my word. I can arrange get-togethers. I can do those sort of things. That's very uncomfortable and inconvenient for me. But what we're talking about is self-sacrifice in invest the form. To invest in others. Yes. To invest Help, in others. invest, service, service to others. Okay. If I, for instance, um, in our current lives, and, I, and trust me, this is not... I should probably clear that up first. 
why do I self-sacrifice? Because I am not standing on a spiritual hilltop. I have so many sins and defects y'all don't even know. I'm a broken man. I will stay broken till the day I die. I just do the best I can. I follow God as best I can. Okay. That said, I have commitments four to five nights a week, Saturday mornings, helping others, mm-hmm. right? Where I don't get to go home and just sit down and watch TV. I don't get to like just do whatever I want to do. Am I complaining? No. No. Because I live the most fantastic, blessed life. I live a life that I honestly did not know existed, mm-hmm. right, before I got Our sober. Our lives are pretty good, and I think Well, hold that, on. Oh, Let me finish. Oh. You broke my train of thought totally. I, nobody even cared what you thought. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. So I do those things, mm-hmm. and in the beginning when I started doing those things, I hated it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have somebody come over to my house and walk them through the 12 steps. I don't want to go. I don't want to host a small group at my house. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do. I didn't want to. Right. Right. I wanted me time. But why do I do it? Because when I began to sacrifice self, help others, look out for other people, Mm -hmm. I stopped thinking about me so much. Mm hmm. And what happened in that transaction is that also I began to build a relationship with my creator. Mm -hmm. And in turn, while I wasn't focusing on the stuff on the right at all, he fixed all of it. Mm -hmm. Now, new stuff pops up. Right, 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 right. Right, new things that I ask for, new things that are there. But I continue on the left to be of service, and he continues to go for the left to the right and fix it. I agree, and I think that that's why, I mean, I titled this episode, This is So Inconvenient, right? Because the beauty is, the secret, the secret is happiness is in being inconvenienced on a regular basis. It's, it's, It's the art of practicing to love God's kids instead of like what I want. And it's and, a paradox. It doesn't make sense. Right. And I think that, you know, it's hard working in treatment for me personally because, I mean, I was taught that my, my job, the thing I do to earn a paycheck cannot be my service work or my self-sacrifice because right. I, I get a payoff. I get a, right. I get a paycheck. And so I really had to figure out how to fold in self-sacrificing things in my free time where I'm not on the clock because that's where the spiritual benefit comes from. And that's still a hard balance for, for me to find. I think I sometimes yep. self-righteously overdo it. Um, I didn't get it at first. People in the 12 steps don't get it. People in church don't get it. People in general kind of don't get it, that I have to be counterintuitive. I have to go against my flesh. I have to go against the world. But when I uncomfortably or begrudgingly begin to serve others above my needs, Mm -hmm. my whole world changes. I agree. That is the key to freedom. That's the key to the freedom that we're all looking for in the 12 steps. And in regular life, too. Absolutely. We're really grateful that you listened to us today on Relevant Recovery Radio. And don't forget, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. Hashtag God, though.